Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for Weight Loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, and welcome to the podcast. Okay, girl, so let's just have a quick little chat. Today we're going to talk about something that um, if you're anything like me, you probably don't like. (laughs) It's not a fun topic, but it is one that is a powerful means of getting you to where you need to be, helping you to get out of your own way. Today, what we're going to talk about is, you know, truly how to harness your faith in God and how to to truly just step into self-discipline. Because let's face it, right? Like, self-discipline is hard. It It's just a difficult thing to be disciplined, especially, you know, the older we get. You know, I used to think that. In fact, while I say that, I'm looking at my little kids, okay? They don't like it even though they don't have as many years as I have to be practiced at not being self-disciplined, right? Like <laughs> I can tell Landred, Landon 200 times to clean his room up before he leaves And to ask himself before he leaves any room, I have all of the children ask this question of themselves. Is there anything I need to do in this room before I leave and go to the next one? That's their practice question. And do they ever do it? I'm thinking no, because based on the condition they leave their rooms in or the kitchen in or the mudroom or the laundry, they don't, they don't, they're not disciplined enough in those areas. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. How to submit to a yoke of discipline just at the age that you're at right now. So, because what I uncovered in scripture today, well, first of all, I've known that it was there, but I I, I was reminded of it and I just thought, oh, I've got to do a podcast on this. I could feel the Holy Spirit just totally prompting me on it. And I almost lost this episode. As soon as I wrote it, off I went, busy day. And then this morning as I was just praying, I felt like God was like, you know, just look back through your journal. And bam, I found this content for you yesterday that almost just never happened. So today we're going to talk about how to submit to a yoke of discipline. It's knowing what to do. You know, we know what discipline is and we know what sin is. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know what James 4.17 says. When you know what you should do and you don't do it, that is sin to you. And girl, I just want to bring to your attention that that applies to us in every area of our lives. Wherever you are taking hostage or feeling like you're in a house of bondage, there's an element of potential sin to which being yoked with Jesus, being yoked in, you know, a yoke of discipline, if you will, with him is the way out. I cannot wait to share this with you. So like I was saying, knowing what to do and then maybe even wanting to do it, <laughs> would you agree? Those are two different things, right? You know what you should do, but you kind of don't want to. And so what often wins, right? Like, I don't know, just speaking from personal experience, most of the time, if I don't want to do what I know I should do, I don't do it until God stepped in. And girl, let me just tell you, I have learned the hard way, even just over the last weekend, that when I know what I should do and I don't do it, it's only hard in my flesh. But if I seek God's assistance, if I yoke with him, if I just recognize how much he wants to help me, it's a difference 
maker. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, you know, knowing what you want to do, um, knowing what you need to do rather, and then wanting to do it, like I mentioned, are two entirely different things, especially when, how do I want to say this? Especially when you feel, you know, think about this, especially when you feel things in your flesh and the other is your knowing in the heart, right? You feel, you don't feel like doing it in your flesh or you feel like eating the thing or not preparing the meal in your flesh, but in your heart, you know what you should do. So this becomes very difficult when we know what we should do in our heart, but we don't feel like it in our flesh. Our flesh is often the winner in these situations because it is subjected to the influences of the world. I mean, think about it. Your habits affect your flesh, right? Like, this is just what I do. Like we get naturally ingrained before we, it's just our habits. Um, Our flesh is also subjected to our hormones and even just, you know, our family, kids bringing home McDonald's or you getting the kids McDonald's or even our friends, you know, come on, what do you mean you're not going to go out with us with Taco Tuesday? Um, Other things that our flesh is subjected to is fatigue, I mean, and after a while, all of these things, doing the easy things is just a means to an end. But our hearts know about sin. Our hearts know what we should do, right? (laughs) Our hearts are influenced by our desire to rise up and do better and to even seek God for help. But that desire is often totally overruled by the tangible I mean, think about it, the tangible realness of our feelings, of our emotions that become the controllers of our flesh. It's like we, it's like we have a bunch of little Israelites warring on the inside of us, right? I mean, and that's because we do. I mean, we're them. We naturally want what we want. It's called our sin nature. We're fleshly driven But there's total hope for us. And I want you, uh, I just want you to know there's so much hope actually that I encourage you right now to just smile your biggest cheesy smile because we're going to talk about giving you really a metaphorical hope transplant. Like get super excited because once I reveal to you what it is that Lamentations has to teach us today you're going to have a hope transplant. You're no longer going to feel overwhelmed, frustrated, defeated, because if you step into the realness of what I'm sharing with you, you will transfer your hope from yourself to God. (sighs) That's just powerful. I mean, he's the reason that I'm telling you right now to have the cheesiest smile because girl, it is Christmas morning for you right now. (laughs) Like, Christmas from when you were like a little kid and you used to get excited about all the things. So the faithful love of the Lord never ends. And this applies to you even in weight loss. So I want you to get excited about how we're going to give you a hope transplant today. A hope that you can overcome your inability to be self-disciplined so you can start doing the things that you know you need to start doing. Because God is going to help you. He's going to help you to keep your new hope healthy and alive and switch your desire from being fleshly led constantly to being spiritually led. And so 
so that, you know, what you know in your heart, you know, the things that you know you should do, so that you'll actually obey and actually do those things and actually have, are you ready for this? A desire to obey. He's going to help you. He's going to help you when it's the hardest because his mercies, God's word tells us, his mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each and every single day. This is why he is truly the best weight loss coach ever. I teach the women in the seekers method. I'm like, I am going to teach you how to be led in the spirit, even in weight loss, because you don't need me. You need a deeper relationship with your father so that he can coach you at a moment's notice at a restaurant and you can attune your ear to obey. So you too, just like Jeremiah in the Bible, you also should say these words of Lamentations 324. Are you ready for this? If you're somewhere where you can write this down, Lamentations 324. The Lord is my inheritance and therefore I will hope in him. You see, the Lord is good to those who depend on him. Oh my goodness. That's power right there. The Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. And I want you to know that that's even in weight loss. So it's good to wait quietly for salvation. Okay. This is all scriptural here. I'm just reading scripture. It is good to wait quietly and patiently for salvation. Do you know that salvation means deliverance from your ruin? You wait for this quietly from the Lord. And here's the real answer. I'm going to give this to you with steps. It is good for people to submit, even at the age you're at right now, to the yoke of his discipline. And this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. God will willingly respond with help when you ask him for help. In God's help, however, you need to understand that all biblical principles are really going to apply to you. And that what that means is that, that we experience, this isn't fun, but we experience punishment for disobedience and we experience blessing, blessings for our obedience. There's just no escape to this, okay? This is a biblical principle. It is a law of nature. So if you know Let's talk about your real life right now. If you know that you should prep dinner for tomorrow after work so that you don't just do what your body naturally wants to do and your habits and your hormones, which is to go through the drive-thru again, but right now you're kind of just too tired after a long day of work and you just you know want to lay on the couch and binge your favorite episode of whatever it is on TV or Netflix, then you need to expect consequences. Am I right? <laughs> so when you put your hope in God, like you do this, you step into the fullness of this hope transplant that we're doing today, he will help you to rise up with energy when you're otherwise just completely drained. You have to consciously pray, God, please help me to get my butt off the couch. He's going to help you. But when you pray, you obey. So this is where the yoke of his discipline steps in. This is how you activate and walk in your faith versus just, just keeping it stored up in your heart. When you submit to the yoke of his discipline, it requires a deeper level of trust in him than you may be used to. So what this means is you must make a choice, okay? I hope you're paying attention. You must make a choice to willingly come under God's discipline and learn what he is wanting to teach you in this season of your life. He wants you to be completely free from this weight 
that keeps holding you back from doing what he's called you to do in this life. But it willingly, it's, it, it's going to require, it will require some head and heart work to begin with. And this is where we're going to go a little bit deeper today. So I'm going to give you a couple of steps and some scriptures. You might want to be in a place to listen to this where you can make notes. So doing all of this work is your first step toward allowing God's correction in your life so that you can, so that he can really bring about the kind of behavior that pleases him according to Lamentations. A lot of what I'm going to be referring to you, I extrapolated as I read Lamentations 3... Uh, I want to say 27 to 42. So I'm about to give you three steps to deal with stepping out of being disobedient perpetually and to step into the yoke of his discipline, to step into becoming a disciplined person who is seeking God and not a number on the scale. So here are the steps as outlined, like I mentioned in Lamentation. Step number one, identify what you should be doing in life and in weight loss, okay? But in particular, we're going to talk a little bit about your weight loss. Of course, everything else that you're doing in your life matters too because grieving the Holy Spirit and making an environment that's not conducive to God being around is critical. So number one is identify what you should be doing on your weight loss journey. Doing what you should be doing that you are not doing right now, okay? Because you know what those things are. I want you to think about when, where, how, how you sometimes, you know, just act on autopilot without even consulting God. I want you to write that all down. I want you to think about the things like, you know, I know that when I come home from work, I shouldn't just drive through. I should have my food prepped. I know that um, when I put the kids to bed, I should go to bed too. Because how am I ever going to seek God if I don't make time and prioritize him on my calendar? You're not able to spend time in the Bible, spend time in the word, creating a relationship with the Lord. If you're not going to bed and you're only creating a relationship with Netflix every night, you're not getting to bed at a decent time. When are you possibly going to fit God in? It could even be that you keep saying that you're going to read scripture before you go to bed. And then as soon as you open the Bible, you fall asleep. I mean, whose divine plan do you think that is? It sounds to me like like Satan. <laughs> Anyhow, I digress. So I want you to think about when, where, and how you act on autopilot without consulting God, without seeking his help, where you're leaning into walking in the flesh and doing the things that you feel are, you know, habits and routines or hormonally, you know, invoked responses like cravings, all of these things where you're not even going to God for help. I want you to write all of those things out. I want you to include things like, you know, I know I should be going to bed. I know what foods I should be eating. I know I should be prepping my food and, and going shopping for it weekly. And I know what TV shows I should and shouldn't be watching. I know what books I should stop reading because they're romance novels, but they're they're porn. <laughs> I'm just going to say it, you know. I know what um, what music I should stop listening to, what language I should stop using. Okay, because the reality is this, God very likely has already been talking to you about a lot of these things that I've just outlined. So step number one is identify what you should be doing. I hope you'll come back right after this commercial because I'm going to give you steps two through five. Hey you, real quick before you go, I just want to make sure that you know 
about my free coaching offers. I offer a seven-day experience called the Seekers Method Experience. You can find more about it by either going to theseekersmethod.com or just going to my website, sherrycapilla.com. Um, about three or four times a year, I do a I open up the Seekers Method experience for free where I lead you through seven days of what it's like to be a seeker inside of the Seekers Method where you really get to just test out what it's like to be inside of it. So if you are interested in seven days of free coaching, you can either do it by yourself and sign up to be um, on that or you can do the Seekers Method experience with me for seven days. Go to my website regardless, sherrycapilla.com. The links to doing it with me are in the show notes the links to doing it by yourself are also in the show notes. I hope I see you inside of the Seekers Method experience. And then as soon as that, as soon as the Seekers Method experience ends, every time I lead it for seven days, when that ends, I open enrollment for the Seekers Method experience. I hope to see you inside there. Hey there, welcome back. Okay, so before the break, we talked about identify what you should just be doing. Okay, the things that you're not doing that you know you should do. Number two. Girl, this is going to be a tough talk, okay? I just want you to know. These are the things that God took me through on my weight loss journey that I didn't even realize I needed some schooling on. So I'm sharing them just blatantly, bluntly with you. They're things that you need to hear in the right context relative to your weight loss. The second thing is repent and humbly seek to change, okay? When you repent, that's the gateway into changing, Okay, this is, this is the part where you can start to become spirit-led, even in weight loss, and start to crucify the lust of your flesh. Okay, repent and humbly seek to change. Ask God to help you. Ask him to help you to come up with a plan for each, each area where you need one. Maybe you need a plan to get your butt in bed. Maybe you need a plan to stop watching the TV shows. Maybe you need a plan to wean yourself off of the wine. Maybe you need a plan to wean yourself off of the sugar. Maybe you need a plan to start practicing meal planning. Maybe you need a strategy for you know, replacing bad words. Okay, I mean, let's face it, we're human. These things happen even to us who are Christians. Here's the thing. When you pray and you ask him to help you in every area where you need one, he's going to help you step into change. Ask him to remove even your desire for these wrong things that you, you know, can't stop doing. Like if you keep just needing to have sugar, let me just tell you, quitting sugar is not easy. That's why I have the Seekers Method to help you step down slowly. The Seekers Method will step you through it did I say the stepper's method? I don't know what I said. The seeker's method will help you to slowly wean off of all of these things that the world has us hooked on. I would encourage you to ask God to even help you with your desire to, with your desire to eat these foods. What I mean there is, God, please help me so that I don't desire this anymore. Like tell him the desire is so strong. I need your help. I can't do this. He's going to reveal a way. Maybe he's going to reveal the way directly to the next enrollment time of the Seekers Method. Maybe he's going to show you the right meal plan. Maybe he's going to show you whatever. Go and ask him. Ask him to help you. God, I mean, I remember the man who had his son healed in the Bible, and I can't give you the scripture reference right now, um, but it was in the Gospels, and it talked about how Jesus healed a man whose child needed to be healed. And God said, if you believe, you will receive this healing. And the man said, please help me with my unbelief. 
You can ask God to help you with your unbelief, even in weight loss. Please help me to see, Lord, that you will give me everything I need in order to actually lose weight. Help me with my unbelief. Help me with my inability to stop eating these foods. You can ask him for that, okay? So number three, the third thing. Where, when, and how you need self-control in the face of difficulties. I want you to make a list of when, where, and how you need self-control. Like in what areas do you need self-control? You know this, okay? Excuse me. You know where you're just full out disobeying what your heart is telling you to do. Where you're drinking the things, you're eating the things, you're saying the things, you're doing the things, you're watching the things. You're not doing the things, right? You're not eating the thing. The, I want you to think about when, where, and how you need self-control in the face of difficulties in your life, especially in the area of weight loss. This is you identifying where you have obstacles that will impede your weight loss. I do a whole thing in The Seeker's Mother where I teach you on how to identify your obstacles and how to anticipate them and how to plan for them. This is where you identify where you have weaknesses around food or schedule or habits or excuses. <clears throat> I want you to see them as they're, they're like the cracks in your weight loss armor, if you will. This is where in your life that you can expect it to be hardest and when and where you need God's help the most. This is how you'll submit to the yoke of his discipline and how you will trust him to help you in what and what part you can't carry or do by yourself. You need to know exactly where you need his help the most so that you can perpetually Seek his help the most in those areas. The first step is always awareness. If you don't know where you're weak, how do you know where you need to be made stronger? Am I right? I mean, that's good. (laughs) Okay, number four. Now, this is also hard. Girl, trust me. I'm a recovering, impatient, fat person. Okay, let me just tell you this. Number four is confident patience. Oh, girl, I know. All of us want to wake up skinny tomorrow, right? I mean, trust me. Confident patience because your hope is in God. And you know what? Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) His ways and his timeline are not yours, all right? I just want you to know that because his ways and his timeline did not match up to mine any in any way as I was losing weight. When When you place your trust in God, you must trust that he knows what he's doing and why he's doing it. God has several. You need to know this, okay? This is for somebody. God has several long and short-term lessons for you right now that you can only learn through this weight loss journey. And he's going to help you through it all, all of the lessons. He's totally going to help you through them all. But that will mean that you must be ready to do hard things. He's totally going to do his his part and carrying his side of, you know, the agreement, you know, his part of the heavy weight of the yoke, he'll do his part when you are yoked with him, but you're going to have to carry yours. You're going to have to do yours. It's totally a partnership right now. And he is so faithful and patient. And soon, you know what? You're going to be too, even in weight loss. Number five, you ready for it? Okay, here we go. We're like nearing the end of the show. So um, I know I have the tendency to be a little chatty. Number five, excuse me. Accept his yoke of discipline, trust him, and place your hope in him. 
And this means that your that your words are going to need to reflect your faith in what he is doing in you, okay? Don't complain about the season of discipline that he's taking you through. I want you to watch this. I mean, this the Israelites made God so mad because of their perpetual claiming. Claiming? I don't even know what that means. Their perpetual complaining. So don't complain about the season of discipline that he's taking you through. Instead, make another choice. And that is to enter into student mode. You are in a season right now, beautiful, of learning, okay? You will be made stronger. You will learn self-discipline. You will overcome your flesh. It comes from seeking God, trusting him, and being willing to change, allowing him to strengthen you. He's not going to make you he needs to make you, how do I say it? He needs to make you stronger to live in a world where temptation exists. Temptation's never going to go away. So you need to be made stronger. So all of this comes from you seeking God, trusting him and being willing to change. Don't approach life anymore in your flesh. And that takes practice. I just have to caveat that with it takes practice. Do what you know that you need to and must do and should do when you should do it. Okay, when is the operative word there? Because even delayed obedience is still disobedience. I wish somebody had told me that so long ago. So do what you know that you need to do and should do when you know you need to do it and should do it. That is obedience. That's self-discipline. And you know what? Here's the most beautiful part in closing. Self-discipline is already inside of you as a fruit of the Spirit. So start leading from the spirit and allow him to transform you from the inside out, even in weight loss.